Welcome to the Wavebreak Podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, and every Monday I interview the people behind the top Shopify stores to figure out what they're doing to take their stores to the next level and how you can do the same. This episode is brought to you by my consultancy, Wavebreak. We help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. Is your email marketing stuck? Do you feel like you could be doing it better? I put together a free 31-point email revenue checklist that lays out exactly what you need to do to take your email marketing to the next level. Get the free checklist at emailrevenuechecklist.com. That's emailrevenuechecklist.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, and today joining me is another Dylan, Dylan Jawahir from BattleBomb. Thanks for coming on the show, Dylan. Yeah, thank you, Dylan. <laughs> so to get started, um, what is BattleBomb? So Battle Bomb is a is an all natural uh, topical pain reliever, and it's based in Chinese medicine. Uh, that that's where I have my background. I have an acupuncture license, and uh, I studied Chinese medicine for uh, four years. And um, it sort of sprouted out of my practice. Uh, so Battle Bomb is a is a mixture of Eastern and Western herbs put together into a balm format for uh, all natural topical pain relief. Yeah. So tell me about your background. So you're in acupuncture stuff. Like how did you get the initial idea and then how did you go about like making the first version of your product? So, so when I, um, when I came out of school and, uh, opened up my practice, uh, I was treating all sorts of, uh, all, all sorts of, uh, conditions. And, uh, over time I started to see more and more pain conditions and I mean, as you probably know, there's so many people that suffer from back pain, neck pain. Now it's, uh, uh, what do they call it? Tech pain uh, from staring at your phone or text messaging, wrist pain from text messaging and holding your phone all day long. Um, I started seeing a lot of pain patients and uh, I was really looking for a product that was going to match the quality of service that I provided to my patients. And I began looking around uh, at what was in the industry uh, at the time, and I didn't see anything that really wowed me. Uh, there, there are, I mean, tons and tons of topical pain relievers that exist today. I mean, walk into any drugstore and you'll see, you know, some stores will have uh, an entire um, aisle full of, of pain relief products. And uh, if you pick up each one of these products, uh, many of them, they're not made from natural ingredients. They're laboratory created and they've got extra fillers and additives and colorants inside. And um, I wanted to tr try to create something that was pure and natural and 100% plant-based. Uh, I felt that if I could supply my own patients with something that was really clean and really, really um, uh, well, um, well adapted for uh, the skin and the human body that we would have a successful product. I love businesses where it's like, you, you're not just like, hey, let me create this product. Let me create this business. And it's just like you fire off ideas. It's like, this is like an actual, like from your experience, you are able to leverage that into this product. 
So were your first Battle Bomb customers your acupuncture clients? <laughs> My uh, well, at, at the at the very beginning when I was uh, doing product testing um, and prototyping, my my first. My first patient or my first guinea pig was uh, my my mother. <laughs> uh, she uh, she was willing to uh, try my products that I th- that I manufactured, and you know I would put them in all sorts of different containers for her and ship them across the country and and have her try them out. Uh, and then one day after a product I had sent to her a week previously, she called me up and said, "Oh my God, this is amazing." And that's when I knew that I had a product, a viable product for the market. That's the secret. Send it to your mom. And then when she says it's good, <laughs> it's good. So you have this, this initial product. Like, where do you go from there? After my mom gave me the, the feedback that, that I thought was really, really, really valuable. I mean, she, she's not one to, uh, to cookie cut things or to sugarcoat words. Um, I felt like uh, I was ready to deliver the product to my patients. And, uh, you know, as I said, I was seeing a lot of pain, uh, pain patients, and I would use the battle bomb in addition to my acupuncture treatments and my massage therapy treatments for my patients. And, uh, even from the get go, it got really good reviews. Uh, I got a lot of people that really, really liked the product. They liked what it did for them. And then, um, even, even then I didn't, um, I, I didn't sell the product. I didn't think to sell the product. I just thought that it would be nice if I had something to use on a regular basis for all of my pain patients. So I started making larger batches and uh, those larger batches turned into um, people asking for it outside of my clinic. And that was when I decided to find some packaging and uh, put together a whole product, a finished polished product. Something I'm always curious, like I'm on your website, your packaging looks nice. How, how did you find the packaging? And like, tell me about that process. So, so it, was a, it was a pretty long process uh, of finding packaging that really um, exemplified the brand. Uh, you know, I, I, when, when I envisioned bringing Battle Bomb to the marketplace, I wanted it to be uh, very clean uh, packaging. I wanted it to be uh, very professional looking. Um, and I wanted to make sure that when people held the containers or the packaging, um, that they would feel like it was a quality product. So I, um, you know, I did a lot of, uh, uh, research on, you know, how, how best to bring a bomb to market and bombs tend to be fairly common in the cosmetic industry. So I looked to packaging that I liked in the skincare and cosmetic industry and then tried to find that um, online. And then I contacted a bunch of suppliers and uh, connected there. I feel like that's something that's really hard to like track down. It's like, oh, I really love this bottle or like, wait, what, what, what would you call it? Like a tub or... <laughs> It's a screw top tin. A screw top tin. So it's like, I like this screw top tin. And it's like, I found it at the store. It's like, I love this brand screw top tin. Like, how do you even go about like, okay, now let me find one just like it. I think for me, it was really difficult because, you know, I had never done anything like this before. Uh, So just finding the correct terminology to do the Google search or the Yahoo search 
was really uh, uh, a process in and of itself. You know, I, I, I just thought, hey, I like this silver metal tin, but if you search for silver metal tin, I mean, a whole slew of options come up for you. So there was a lot of research, a lot of ref refining the terminology and trying to figure out what the, uh, the actual industry terminology was to, to narrow down my, uh, my choices. That was like a weird question, but <laughs> I was just, I'm, I'm always curious. Like I always get these packages from like people like yourself and I'm like, how the heck did they find this cool packaging or like make it so nice? And yeah, so I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a ton of packaging options out there, which is wonderful. Um, you know, and a lot of them are made here in the U S um, and there are some other options, uh, that you can find overseas, but I mean, there's all sorts of packaging. You can really spend a lot of time searching for the, the, perfect, um, the perfect packaging for your needs. Fast forwarding to now, what does the business look like? Uh, so we have a few employees uh, and the business is, is growing. You know, we've, we've grown year over year. Um, we've doubled our business uh, four out of the five years. Uh, we've doubled our business every year. Uh, so things are, are really good. Uh, we're looking to scale up manufacturing and production, and we're also looking to expand our marketing and advertising a little more. Uh, the past year, uh, we weren't really doing a whole lot of advertising. We were working on the back end stuff. So a lot of software integration, a lot of, um, implementing, uh, automation for our, um, orders and order processing. So it was a, a lot of the, uh, the the technical things that go on behind the scenes for the brand. Nice. So you've been around four or five years and you have a small team. How did you know when to bring someone on? Did you just know or was there something where it's like, okay, now I kind of need help with this. How did you know when to hire and who to hire? That sort of thing. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm uh, I'm definitely one that tends to be a, a, a do-it-yourselfer. And uh, I spent a lot of time uh, trying to plan my days and all of the tasks that I needed to accomplish in the day. And I looked at those tasks and then I assigned a value to those tasks. Okay, this is taking me two hours. This is taking me three hours. This is taking me, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And I tried to look at them from a point of view of what is it that I really want to be working on and what is it that I can hand off to someone else. And when you assign a value to the things that you were doing on a daily basis and assign a, uh, a priority to them, then you can sort of figure out, hmm, what would make me feel better uh, about my day if I hand off, you know, um, software uh, programming, if I can do that, because I don't really like to do software programming. Can I hand that off to someone else to do? Okay, yes. And then you figure out how much it's going to cost. And then you say, okay, well, does it work into my budget or not? If it does, then you hand it off. And that frees up more time for you to pick up other things to do. I can't say that there's a the really, uh, th th there wasn't like a specific time uh, that I that I could say, yes, you know, right when I hit X dollars of, of revenue um, that I could hire somebody else on. It was sort of like this, uh, this push of, okay, I can't do any more by myself. 
what is it that I can hand off to someone else? Nice. So what did you outsource first? <laughs> um, I outsourced the, uh, the, the label, um, labeling of the tins. That was one of the first things that I, that I outsourced. Uh, we hand label all the tins currently, and uh, we're looking to have them pre-printed um, pretty soon here, maybe second quarter of, of this year. And uh, that was the very first thing. Because it's a very uh, it's a very time intensive process, you know. Each tin has two labels on it, and having someone do that rather than me was a big deal. <laughs> That's awesome. Saves you a lot of time. What else do you have outsourced now? Now that you have a few people working for you, how many people do you have working for you? We'll start there. Uh, there's there's five of us right now working for 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 me, um, and. Some of us are in San Diego. Some of us are uh, outside of uh, outside of the state, and uh, we work really well together. Uh, we use a lot of the the tools online to kind of help us communicate and organize and plan. So uh, the distance from uh, San Diego is not a big deal as it would have been probably 15 years ago. Nice. So what are those five people doing? We've got sales. Uh, we, we have uh, someone working on sales, uh, someone working on uh, new clients, someone working on um, manufacturing, someone working on the uh, website design. Uh, how many did I get there for? I think five? so. I think graphic design. Graphic design. Okay. <laughs> That's five. That's cool. So you guys do, are you doing B2B and B2C? Yes. Uh, so our, our, our business model is slightly changing as well this year. Uh, we began in the industry uh, uh, to B2C, and uh, now we're looking to take our business to more wholesalers. So that's a slight shift in, our, um, uh, in the way that we approach our customers. What made you want to do that? Just growth or you saw a lot of value there? Uh, growth uh, in particular. Uh, you know, what I would like for our brand to do is I would like for our brand to uh, focus on manufacturing and focus on uh, the, the public relations work. And so uh, if we can move more product to distributors and allow them to work on that portion of uh, getting the products to the customer, then that gives us um, it allows us to move more product one. And then it allows us to focus on the things that we are good at, which is the manufacturing. Nice. Jump, jumping back a little bit. Um, so you mentioned you have like a remote team. Some people are local, some people aren't. What are your favorite tools for managing your team and communicating and managing projects, that sort of thing? Uh, we use Slack. We use Notion. Um, we obviously use a uh, cell phone text. Uh, we conference call in. Um, but uh, I would, I would, I would imagine that Notion is probably the, the most heavily used um, uh, software application that we have for us to communicate effectively. That's cool. And what is Notion? It's like a SOP, like document software or? Yeah, we can share a lot of documents. We can share um, uh, things that we're working on, links to other websites. Uh, you know, we do, you know, all sorts of organizational things on Notion. Uh, we found the tool to be really, really valuable. You can tag people to, to visit, 
any updates that you make. And so everybody has sort of like a somewhat real time view of what's happening with the company, where we are going, what we're all working on. So it allows for us to manage uh, everyone remotely a lot more effectively. That's awesome. I've never heard of Notion before. So I, was, I just Googled it real quick and I was like, wow, this actually looks pretty cool. And then like, I'm surprised I haven't heard of it before because it seems really slick. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great tool. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, it's like there's so much project management software out there and I bounce around between the different like Trello and all these things. And it's always interesting to see what other people use. And the other thing is too, like, I feel like once you get so invested into one platform, it's like you don't want to switch, you've learned it or all your stuff's in there, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm the type of person that I, I kind of resist uh, a lot of this, uh, the, the new software apps. And uh, it's mainly because of a, a time situation. You know, I don't have the time to ramp up to speed on, you know, all the things that are uh, necessary for me to know in order to use the application. Notion was really, really simple and easy for me to use. And, uh, you know, we, we got it working for all of us uh, pretty intuitively and pretty quickly. Sweet. Good to hear. So if you need some project management stuff for keeping track of all your documents, keeping everyone on the same page, check out Notion. I'm actually going to check that out myself. It seems like when I look at your website, it seems like one of the main niches you found is MMA, jiu-jitsu, fighting. How did that happen? Uh, there, there are a lot of professional uh, uh, MMA fighters and um uh, combat sports athletes that live in San Diego because they get to train year round. Uh, in my practice, as I said, when I when I started seeing a lot of pain patients, uh, I would see um, the pro athletes come in and they would get treated and they would be really jazzed about the product and jazzed about my treatments. And uh, so I sort of got interconnected with uh, with that community. And um, uh, I I actually began training uh, jujitsu uh, through treating these guys. So it, it's, uh, it, it's another uh, a connection I have to the industry. But I guess backing up, um, Battle Bomb is a formula that is derived from ancient Chinese medicine. And the warriors, the Shaolin monks who used to fight and train martial arts, used to use a lot of the herbal ingredients and herbal plants that were local to them. Well, I searched and researched a lot of these herbs and included them into the Battle Bomb product. So Battle Bomb has a lineage of Chinese uh, martial arts. So naturally, when we brought the company out into the public eye, we wanted to focus on the martial arts because that's where its history and lineage is. Nice. And now you've got pro fighters using it. That's so cool. And you've also been featured in industry magazines and publications like Jiu-Jitsu Magazine, uh, Fight Magazine, and others like Paleo Magazine, I think I saw. How did you get featured there? And what kind of results did you get from that? I'm curious because they're pretty niche publications. Yeah, um, you know, uh, the, the Jiu-Jitsu Magazine, um, you know, Jiu-Jitsu is a... Is a, is a small uh i I guess it's uh they they have a cult following you know kind of like the crossfit community uh there there are people who train and uh i think once you once you come into the industry and like i said i train as well in jujitsu so um i i'm i'm somewhat invested 
physically in the uh, in the community, uh, lost an ACL uh, to the community. But um, I've put my blood, sweat, and tears into the uh, the jujitsu community, and I found that this was a good way for um, my product to to reach out to people, as well as for me to connect with that community. Um, so that's how I got connected with those guys. And uh, paleo just kind of uh, came out of that. You know, a lot of the a lot of pro athletes they they eat healthy. You know, that they, they they want to get the most performance out of their bodies um, that they can. And uh, diet is a is a major is a major thing. Um, so the the paleo thing sort of came out of jujitsu. And uh, paleo uh, paleo people tend to be uh, label readers. You know, they like to read the ingredients list on uh, everything that they purchase. And I found that our brand uh, really, really uh, engaged with them well because we are 100% plant-based. I mean, we're, we're as clean as, as topical pain relievers get. Did you reach out to these publications or did they reach out to you or did you get an intro? It, it's It's been a, a little while now, but I believe that I reached out to, I believe I reached out to them uh, and just said, hey, you know, you guys, I, I think uh, your community would really benefit from a product like this. Now, there's a lot of guys who exercise hard and, and lift and, and work out and uh, they're, they're very much into the paleo thing. Uh, I was actually into the paleo thing for a while. But yeah, when it comes to, uh, to building your brand, um, yeah, I definitely had to reach out in the beginning. Sweet. And what's cool with your company is like to just see how it's everything's kind of evolving, um, seeing these problems with your patients and you kind of created your own solution for it. And then at the same time, you're training jujitsu and it's just like everything. It's like everything just kind of comes together perfectly almost. Do you think that has anything to play with like th- your success, like versus if you were selling, I don't know, like swim trunks or something? <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess at, at the core of it all, you know, my interest in uh, in my brand and just in life in general is to find a way to help people. And uh, I, I've really been lucky to uh, to connect to a lot of um, really, really uh, good people who want to um, to want to help me build my brand, first of all, and then just good people in general. You know, I think that. Um, Networking is such a such an important part in building a business and being uh, honest and transparent. I mean, really comes across. Uh, and I think that when you present yourself in that way, uh, you get a lot of people that, you know, they, they buy into what it is you're doing. You know, they buy into the genuineness of it. So uh, I've been lucky to network with a lot of people. Um, and that's, you know, p- part part of the the way we want to build our brand you know we we want this to be a real thing that people can uh be raving fans of networking kind of has this bad rap of like people who it's like everyone's unemployed they go to these networking events and then it's like they all just talk to each other and i don't know they don't really make progress i guess but it's like the thing is like networking takes time to build because you want to build real relationships you're not just trying to get a sale out of them or it's like you're befriending these people but once you do that like it really pays off. Have you, is that something you found in your business? Yeah. You know, um, I think, uh, really early on, uh, with my brand, 
you know, I felt like I needed to sell people on the product. Um, and it, it just wasn't really true. It wasn't me being true to myself. Um, my, my overall goal is to help people find a solution to their issues, you know, and with the Battle Bomb brand, we're we're trying to help people find a solution to their pain condition. Um, and so I'm interested in finding out from people and learning about people what it is that can help them, you know, and I've, I've, uh, you know, told people, yes, I, I do believe my product can help you. No, I don't believe my product can help you. Um, but here's what I think that you can do that would help you. You know, um, like I said, my, uh, my goal is really to, to help people, uh, succeed and help people get better. And I think when you start looking at networking as finding a way to connect on a deeper level that, um, the, the, the whole selling thing and the, uh, the, uh, the bad rap that a lot of networking has, um, goes away, you know, because you're presenting yourself in a way that is useful to other people. I think people see that. What types of relationships in your networking have benefited you the most? Oh, that's interesting question. Um, I, I, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm interested in meeting all sorts of people. I mean, we, we get all, all types, um, that, that are asking about battle bomb that want to work with us. Um, you know, they want to be sponsored by us. They want to do, um, you know, promos for us. Uh, they, they, they want to sell our products. I mean, we, we're basically just trying to reach out, you know, um, and now, now I, I've sort of gone off on a tangent. <laughs> You'll have to repeat the question. No, well, I, I think you did a good job of answering it. I was just wondering, like, what types of relationships, like, that you kind of, like, I don't want to say go after, but it's, like, what benefit you? And it seems like it's, like, not necessarily one type of relationship where it's, like, oh, wholesalers or this or this or this, but it's, like, kind of everyone, the little guy, the big guy, and it, it all adds up. Is that right? Does that sound right? Yeah, that, that's that's pretty true. You know, we... Uh, we're we're interested in the 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 customer who buys one ten, just as we are interested in the wholesaler who buys you know twenty cases. Um, I, I think that everybody uh, is important. You know, we're not looking at this from like a financial perspective because I never really began the business uh, looking at making money out of it. Um, my goal was just to be able to bring something to market that was valuable to people. So. Yeah, when, when when we look to network, I mean, you know, everybody has uh, uh, everybody has something that they can offer you, as well as you know, uh, there, there's always something that we can offer to someone else for a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah, I love that. Not just trying to get something out of someone. That's awesome. Um, so, besides magazines and networking, how else are you marketing your products? Uh, so now we're we're doing uh, we're doing some online marketing. Uh, we're going through um, you know working with Google Ads, uh, working with Facebook Ads, and uh, we're we're dabbling in that arena. Um, and my team and I are not quite so savvy on all the uh, different avenues that we can go down when it comes to advertising and marketing. So uh, we're probably I would say in the information gathering stage. Of that, um, I believe that the the brand is uh, definitely undervalued, and uh, there are a lot more people that 
would really, really benefit from a product like ours that's clean, natural, organic. Um, and I think it's a great alternative for what's currently on the market today. It's just we're still trying to figure out how best to reach out to those people. I think it says a lot about your brand and like you like your company when it's like you guys are growing and you're like big enough to have a team, but it's like at the same time you haven't invested heavily in traditional marketing. And I think that just goes to show like how powerful that networking and those relationships that you've been building just like genuinely without trying to just suck a sale out of someone and actually build a relationship with them, like how effective that really is. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I believe that this brand is in it for the long haul. Um, you know, and I want the Battle Bomb brand to be around for 100 plus years. And I think that there's a way for us to build our brand very quickly and uh, spread the word very quickly. But I think that it would really fizzle out. It would it would peak and then fizzle out pretty quickly as well. Um, but our goal is to build uh, our brand from the ground up and uh, a lot of grassroots movement. Um, you know, reaching out to people, connecting with them uh, with like events, you know, going to different athletic events and letting people sample our goods. You know, I think that's a really good way for us to connect face to face with people. I think that builds um, our reputation and it also allows us to um, to create loyal customers and people who are going to return over and over again to purchase our product. I mean, we're more than just a topical pain reliever. That's the way I feel about the brand. Uh, so that's how I want to present our brand to the world. Awesome. So as we wrap up here, what's next for Battle Bomb and how are you going to get there? Ah, um, scaling up. That's uh, that's next for us. You know, I uh, I, I predict that, that this year is going to be a huge year for us. Um, and uh, trying to, to source all of the manufacturing equipment that we need to expand and uh, trying to remain true to our core values um, and also uh, looking for um, cutting edge ways to reduce our carbon footprint. You know, I'm, I'm really interested in trying to get us down to carbon zero operation and I'd love to incorporate solar panels and um, all sorts of other um, uh, manufacturing ideas, uh, green manufacturing ideas to to get us to a place where we have a low low impact on the environment and uh, scale up at the same time. Where can we go to learn more about you and your company, Dylan? So you can visit us online at battlebomb.com. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Dylan. I really appreciate it. Sure. Thanks a lot, Dylan. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got something valuable out of it. Subscribe to get notified when new episodes drop. And if you want to work with me, head over to wavebreak.co to learn more. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.